school go away for four or five years. After I that last year, my wife had to live. Everyone says they live in good news. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Call the meeting to order. Roll call. Okay, Mayor Westergaard. Yes. Frank. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Stankham. Yes. Holtman. Beckman. Yep. Yes. Obviously no public forum. Consent agenda. Any additions or corrections? No. Make a motion to approve. Second. Roll call. Okay, Waltman. Mm -hmm. Beckman. Yes. Frank. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Stankham. Yes. Administrative report. Just um, see in your packet uh, a note about our dock management agreement that expires at the at expired at the end of the year. We do have a a meeting scheduled then with the DNR to discuss the uh, the renewal of that agreement, and that meeting is scheduled then on the seventeenth of January. We'll start to uh, start to work on that. Um, a few other things for you as far as uh, the. Council planning session would be next uh, next Monday, mm -hmm. and so I gave you. It has an agenda on top of it, but it's that that uh, project list again. Mm -hmm. Gave that to you if you would. If you would go through there and score those projects, and and we'll do something similar to what we did last year about what, <coughs> what you thought was important projects there, and. Uh, if you could get that to me by by next Monday morning, then I'll go ahead and score that before the council session that that evening. Okay. But also on the back of that then is a priority statement. You know, it's my it's my three one year priorities and my three two to two to three year priorities. These are the things that I'd like to work on. So uh, I'd like to have you fill out that form. We'll compare that and contrast it then with last year and see if there's any any difference in, in what uh, the priorities uh, would be and then also the the top three items that, that each one of you would like to uh, to focus on I'd like to to identify those items and um, and really be just be able to talk about them and explain you know, why they are priority items to you some specific things that we're going to uh, work on next week would would be stuff about outlaw 20 um, stuff about uh, an, an electric project and drainage on Highway 175. I want to make sure that we we talk about those things during our planning planning session next Monday at seven o'clock. And when did you want these back, Mike? By Monday morning. If you get them to me by Monday morning, that'd be great. Uh, we host a couple of uh, <coughs> regional meetings here during the month of January. We host Sac County League, and that's the twelfth Thursday, the twelfth. It's out of docket and social time begins at 6.30. And the following week, on the 19th, we also host Northwest Iowa League. And that's out of the docket also. Social time there is 5.30. So. And that's what date? The 19th. 19th and the 20th. The 12th and the 19th, they're Thursdays. Okay, resolution 2301 is our, our gross salaries. Everything's been corrected? Yes. We need a motion to approve. So moved. So, second. Roll call. Holtman. Yes. 
Bowler. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It's okay. 4301 is approving our fire chief again. Yeah, so Jimmy was uh, appointed or elected by the uh, department to be fire chief. Second. Roll call. Boltman. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Frank. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay, 2303 is approving the membership of the Second. Roll call. Okay, Moeller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Wolfman. Yep. Thank you. Yes. 2304, you want to talk about that? Uh, this is just approving contract for the for the Northwest Loop uh, project. The uh, the contract has been executed by uh, <coughs> by the contractors, GM Contracting. Um, their contract is there and the bond is there too. Everything's in order and ready for work. Make that motion. I'll second. Roll call. Frank? Yes. Over. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Holtman? Yep. Beckman? Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about the maintenance shed roof. We have Brian. From yeah, Brian. Brian is on Zoom here with us. Brian, can you hear us? Is he down south somewhere? Too much there. Who must have lost him? Bill's got his green screen. Hey, hey, Dale, can you hear us at all? Okay. How about how about Dave Jenna? Can you hear what's going on? Yeah, I got you on Zoom. Yep, yep, great. And Brian, Brian from Nohava. Well, he doesn't have any, doesn't even have a microphone next to his video <coughs> signal there. Um, I can't call him that phone. I don't know. Can, can you I just texted him to see if he, see if he can hear us. Because he said he was going to use his phone. Cool. Okay. You, you want to just give him a call and maybe bring your phone over here? Well, let Scott touch it. You <laughs> he said he can't. Here he is. Does he have his audio turned on? Or... Hello? How's it going, Brian? Pretty good. Uh, do you have your audio turned on? Um, if not. If not, you want to just talk on speakerphone? Because they can all hear you. Yeah, I can see you guys, but I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll just leave my phone out here. Okay, sorry about that. Nope, you're fine. Frank, can you just start off, tell us a little bit about this this uh, proposed project, then your, your product, and then ultimately work into the notion of installation? <laughs> Top of that, cover 
the entire building. What is the RBA? Um, been doing drill last year since 1983. Had real good luck when installed about 25 million square foot of them. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, roast in my area. Been around about 25 years where it's starting to replace it now, so. But, um, what? Is that what you guys are looking for? What's the R value of that insulation then? I think when we proposed uh, the food fill as an R12, and then we I think we proposed adding additional R12 on top of that, so it'll be an R24. And the, and what we were talking about? Uh, Say that again. What we were talking about that one day was because of we were talking about doing some uh, the. Uh, uh, spray foam, and you said that uh, maybe the uh, insurance company, unless you covered it up with steel, wouldn't like that. Correct? Because you got to have a fire barrier. Yes. But this would be putting on, on the top side. Correct. So we've done. I've done a lot of roofs like that. Uh, Cost-wise, it's probably a little more economical. Yep, yep. No. I got a hold of two other people who never got back to me. Blizzard. So what, having a hard time hearing you guys. Yep. So what's what's the cost of the addition for the uh, for the R12 insulation over the whole roof? Uh, did we not send you a bid on that? I did not get one. recommend putting that insulation up there? That's your recommendation to put the insurance or the uh, insulation up when we do it? I didn't hear that question, I'm sorry. That's your recommendation to do the insulation when we're doing the roof? That's, that's built into the cost of the original bid. 
You do have an extended warranty, a 20-year warranty for additional cost. Uh, the thing about the 20-year warranty is they give you a little more time and they take some coverage away. So you're getting five more years, but they do not cover the consequential damages. But with that being said, I've never had a roof failure in, since 1993 where we've invoked the consequential damage clause. So I guess it's kind of all what you're looking for, how you're, what you're most comfortable with. I personally sell mostly 15-year roofs, but some guys like the extra coverage. So uh, it's a cheap investment if you want to spend the money, but you do get less coverage. Got a question for you. In, in the event that we need something uh, happens, does uh, insurance or the warranty depreciate less every year? No, it's not a prorated warranty. A 15 year warranty is not a prorated warranty. If that roof fails in year 14 and 10 months, uh, they'll pay the fix it. Okay. It's not a prorated warranty. It's 100% coverage for the full 15 years. The, uh, one question was, was the 20-year uh, prorated then, if you did that extra five years? The 20-year is not prorated, it's just uh, an excessive coverage. It doesn't have as much coverage. It just doesn't uh, cover the damage. Mm -hmm. yeah. So is it still labor and material, though, on that extra five yes, years? It's still labor, labor and material, 100%, yes, sir. Okay, great. If we did this, what, what's your time frame? Has he been Get that thing repaired. 
I'll second it. If it matches the one he's going to send. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen year. Fifteen year one. We'll talk about the fifteen. We have a motion and a second. We have a roll call. So yeah. So the motion and the second then to go ahead and accept this bid from from Nohab would be the fifteen year warranty for fifty five nine eighty five. Is that correct? So he doesn't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And try to get a rough conclusion. Yeah. I'll, I'll call him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Need to work on that. Great. We'll call Brian. Yeah. Should we? Yes, sir. Um, so, I will call you. Does <coughs> that work? Cover back. Yeah, you can call. Okay. Oh, oh. And okay. The rest of the details. They are going to be. We have a I mean, just so we can start moving forward with this, so if we have to approve, approve a full contract, we can just... Hopefully they get you at the spring. Sounds good, yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. Good. Just Hopefully. Yeah. Get on the list and work. Right. Okay. Holtman. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Muller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Very good. Great. Thank you. Okay, we're doing the boulders development. You want to see if Dave has anything to say? Yeah, Dave. So, Dave, Dave can you hear us a little bit? And we're we're at the uh, boulders development chair uh, um, of contribution. Right. Uh, I looked into the uh, ramifications of the city signing up the form and. The IRS says that the county, uh, which is the city, would not have any, uh, we don't have to approve of the valuation. Uh, we're not bound by that in any way. So the only thing that we're required to do is upon receipt of a donation or a gift is to uh, acknowledge that we did receive the gift. But uh, the form that we're being asked to sign doesn't have anything to do with uh, how they and the IRS hash it out from there. I do think that... Uh, if we do not uh, sign the form, I think we would have to return the gift, which in other words would be to uh, return the real estate. Why would we have to do that if that was not in the agreement to start with, that, that they were going to use this survey at this, you know, when, when they gifted that to us, was that in any type of an agreement at the time? No. Didn't, I don't understand why we would have to return the gift. Well, if we're not going to acknowledge the gift, then um, that would be the next step. But we, we're not saying we're not acknowledging the gift. We're saying that we don't acknowledge the value that they're putting on it. That's right. Well, by signing that form, we're not acknowledging the evaluation. Then can we take that, evalua that valuation off? first place they did right it's their form I mean it, it, all we're doing is is acknowledging that we did receive the gift and the gift is the difference between what do we pay for that 50 yeah yep. I think we paid 50 versus whatever it is that they're claiming it's they're they're claiming for a deduction 
We were only asking 150,000 for the entire project when we started. It sure jumped up to 450 pretty fast. Um, I guess my concern, my concern, Dave, is that if we approve this and it has that number of four whatever it is on there, that that sets precedence for other properties in the city, like by Dollar General and so forth. Down the highway corridor. Down the highway corridor. I mean, is that a... Well, I looked at the appraisals, the appraisal that they submitted, and they have four comps on there. None of them were commercial property. You might argue that the land that Mid America bought, which I think is north of the uh, VAPCO, uh, is somewhat of a commercial property, but they're usually using it for storage of their work materials. So I'm not real confident, obviously, I'm not real confident in their appraisal, but that's their appraisal. The comps that are in there have to do with residential property except for. Mid-America property, and I'm not sure that's a very good. Right. I meant I, I wouldn't be real confident using that appraisal with the IRS if I was on the other side of this thing. Because but there's. I, as far as the exact question that was asked, which is setting a precedent, the comps in there um, are, are not for commercial property, in my opinion. You can you can argue the store where they store the whatever it is they're storing up their windmills or blades or whatever. That's somewhat, that's somewhat commercial, but it's a lot more like uh, industrial. Dave, he didn't, his con, you got, you got a copy of the appraisal, of the, of the appraisal there. Yeah. The picture, I, have, I don't have, I don't have it with me, but I did look at it. Okay, so that, that one that you're talking about, where you're talking about them storing the windmills, the way he yeah. come up with his figures on what the value of that is, is what they paid for the total price of the ground, and then he's only using one parcel of it to divide out the square footage. Same way with the one on Crescent Park Drive. Right. So it's an inaccurate appraisal because he's not using the total square footage of the ground that was purchased for the dollar amount. Yeah, he's prorating it. No. No. He's not using the total. So, for example, the one on Crescent Park Drive that was purchased for $120,000 was a total of One hundred twenty-four thousand three hundred one square feet, and yeah. he's only using forty-one thousand square feet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's prorating the square footage. He's using the uh, square footage he's, dollar amount no, and no. applying it to this. No, he's using the total purchase amount and dividing that square footage value out with just a partial of that square footage amount for that dollar amount. He did it on he did it on the one for 120 and he did it on the one for 890,000. One for 100. Yeah, the, the 890 was that the Mid America one? Yes. Gar, on Guard Avenue, it's over by Odibo. <coughs> yeah, okay. And the, and actually the truest comparison for him to be using would be the Evacco purchase from Hogs. And he didn't use that one, and that's right across the road. That'd be about the truest comparison he could have found. And that would be a, that would be much lower, wouldn't it? Much, much lower. So, yeah, so, so with the information we have in front of us, I'm going to make a motion we do not uh, uh, move forward with the value of the non-cash charitable contribution. 
I'm going to second that. some sort of a legal bind if we don't agree to it? If we don't sign the document? Yes. Or the, if we don't agree with the valuation? Neither one. Well, I think we're, I think we're going to face some ramifications if we will not sign the form saying we received the gift. And I just, my opinion and the opinion of some people that I did research on is that Signing this document does not say that the donee agrees to the valuation placed on there. There's a couple, you know, there's a lot of other things too that are going into this, and which the council's already brought up, which is those, I don't think those contracts are going to hold up anyway. You know, those comps, those comps are not comparable for starters, and then they seem to do a little cherry picking in there as to how they, um, which pieces of the ground they're using for the valuation. I would, if I was this appraiser, I would, I would do this, but that's none of my business. It's not my, my business is looking out for the city and I'm just telling you the two things that 
I think that unless we're willing to return the gift, we're going to have to sign some form of an acknowledgement of receipt of the gift. And if not, then we have to face the consequences of, of whatever that entails. Even though we already have the deed, you know, the short answer to them is, well, they'll just purchase the property back for the object price in three years. But either way, we could have some legal problems. Can't we okay. come back to them and have them get more realistic the, the legal, figures? The, okay, let's talk about legal problem. Legal problem about signing the form, there are no legal problems, is what I'm telling you. Okay. Number two, if we don't acknowledge the gift, we may have some legal problems uh, in terms of we're not accepting the gift. Is that a rescission of the original contract and the deed that was given to us? Okay. Um, and three, I don't think they're going to get... I don't want to express an opinion on, on the validity of their deduction because they're not my client and we're in an open meeting. Is, is there such a thing, Dave, as, as acknowledging the gift but, uh, but questioning the value? It's not, it's, not, it's not a part of what we're being asked to do. We're, we're, not, we're not validating their valuation of it. Um, So, we're kind of, if we're citing this, we're agreeing with their valuation, though. And we're not agreeing with it, because, first of all, because the comps are, are not what they should be. <laughs> they're not what they stated in the, in the appraisal. They're, they're not forthright.
the four comps they picked. First of all, three are residential, as far as I can tell. And I might be wrong about that. Babco bought some property from somebody that was what type of property? Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. 
Okay, water. Okay, I'm gonna get up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay, water department financial report. You got to do something. Yeah, let's. I do want you to. We'll take a look at that report. But before we go there, I want to go to the to the memo page, page three, and and really just talk a little bit about one of the major drivers of of expenses in the water utility or or any of our of our funds deals with how we pay our people and um, second paragraph down there it's uh, shows how we currently allocate those costs so like for Dean 100% would be paid out of water and Tommy was 50-50 road use and water Lester came on here recently really as an additional employee between him and Matt we have one additional employee so, uh, which is currently being paid out of water, and then, and then one paid out of sewer. So, uh, we have talked uh, with with Lester and talked with Dean, getting everything in place then to have Lester slide over in the spring to to be the buildings and grounds for and and everybody's on on board with this notion, and and it and it's all going to come to pass. So, uh, we'd look to uh, make some changes then about how we would allocate. Uh, allocate these wages then and really the two changes would be to Lester and then to Dean. We're going to get a portion of Dean's uh, salary then to come out of electric also but then two-thirds of the year Lester would be in the uh, in the parks department funded out of the general fund and then a third of the year with uh, coming out of the water. So when we look at these differences from year to year in the uh, line item for salaries out of water that's the uh, the major changes there would, would be how folks are allocated. Let me, let me ask you a question. If Lester's going to be our lead parks guy, but we're going to keep him on year round, like we discussed. Mm -hmm. In November to March, is that the normal time frame? Is it, is it, is it, I guess, is, is, it, is it closer to a quarter of the time that he should be on the water, or is it closer to 33%? When we we had always had Eric and uh, Mark as seven and a half months, guys. First of first of March to fifteenth of uh, November, so it ends up being about eight months. Okay. So just with that, though, uh, I'm on page twenty-one now. We take a look at that financial recap of the, of the water fund. Let's start down at the at the bottom as far as what the fund balance is. Fund balance has been, um, we, as a, as a rule, we have never kept a substantial amount of fund balance in, in the water fund. Um, just really, really never have. And we've, uh, when we do some projects, we, we look to, to fund big projects from, uh, from other areas. And that's uh, just kind of been the way that we've, we've looked at the, uh, at the water fund. But, so you can see what the fund balance has been, and then over the past several years, whether we might um, have revenues in excess of, of expenses a little bit, or sometimes expenses in excess of revenues quite a little bit. But the past four years then, including the, uh, the budget for next year then, it's proposed then that it would be running a deficit, um, expenses over, over revenue. Um, <coughs> So, taking a look up, up at the top of that page first, 
what, where you got water sales, and they're always right around <coughs> but between $255,000 and, and uh, $262,000. Just pretty static. You know, and the last rate increase that we had for, for the water utility was in 2014. So um, any of these numbers here, there had been, been no rate increase uh, associated with it at the time. So uh, water sales do remain pretty static over, over time. And really, to look at a ways to increase revenue, it would be through a through a increase in in the uh, rate. Um, when we look at the expenditures again, uh, one of the, the main expenses is is those salaries. So if you again you compare what they have been over time versus what they would be proposed for the future, and and going down then from the high point which would, which had been last year. Do we have in our rate schedule? Do we have a minimum for the water? We do. Yeah. So, the and how do we? And so, like these summertime places around the lake, where we go and shut the water off, do they still pay a minimum in the time frame? Yes, they do. So, when the, the way we charge for for water, there is there's a minimum. <coughs> Boy, I wish I would have wrote that down. Just in, in rough terms, about ten bucks for a minimum charge. Okay, about five dollars for it's four fifty something for a for a thousand gallons of water. Okay, so within that minimum charge, which is actually I think eleven something, uh, you get your first thousand gallons of water free. Okay, we figure on average the average user, looking at a residential user, uses about three thousand gallons of water a month. But see, those numbers are skewed so badly. Because you're using all the houses in town for the total usage, and we have so many, and we're gaining more part-time residents. Yeah, but other like, you know, so that skews that number. Tell you how, how we come up with with three thousand no hotel was, because Kay and I did this. We we went through and ended up with. We just said here's fifteen, here's fifteen. Whether it's families, whether it's uh, couples, whether it's uh, uh, older folks living on their own, we just kind of picked and choose choose people and, and looked up their actual usage and based a an average off of that. She wasn't able to come up with a mathematical average of what the average customer has. We were not able to provide that. So that's where we come up with 3,000. Don't we have a number of meters that we charge out? Sure. Oh, absolutely. And then you could take that number of meters that we charge out and divide it by the total usage and get your average? Some have two meters. Well, some do, but you know, this, you know, the, reason, the reason I'm going down this road or this path is, you know, for example, Kay and Bill just sold their house to a person that's not going to live here year round. Mm -hmm. We've got several of them houses in town, and it's gaining more and more strength all the time. That people are buying these for part-time residents, and you know, especially if they're shutting the water off. They, so they're they only shut, paying the minimum at ten bucks. They say they, they can shut the water off. Here's what happens during during the winter time for any services. Folks can say I'm I'm going to shut my water off. They're going to physically shut the water off. They sure can. Um, we continue to charge them monthly minimums anyway. Okay, everybody is charged monthly minimums. The real regulation is <clears throat> if you shut shut off your services, you can stop billing. Okay, but the reconnection fee is equal to the 
number of minimums of the months for which it was disconnected. So, so there's there's no financial benefit to do that. Right. So out on the Provo side is where I'm thinking of the most um, probably happens where you guys have to go out and physically shut the water off. Yes. So. Do we charge for that? We do. If there's a physical shutoff, it's 20 bucks. And then we charge 20 bucks to turn it back on? No, 20 bucks for an off and on. So it's just 20 bucks. 20 dollars per year. Yeah. And I get them wanting to shut it off, trust me. I shut, oh, mine, sure, off. Sure I shut mine off when they were going to be gone for a week inside my house. <coughs> for a safety piece. In the wintertime. Safety so stick or something. Right, yeah. So as we as we're looking at this and really for this information for for tonight, I just wanted you to know the financial con condition of the of the water fund. And when you look at the next pages, this is just saying um, if there was increases of this percent, what happens to it for the next year, the next year, and the next year after that. So when you look at at uh, page 22 there and, and it says there's top the top line there where it says a rate increase could be eight percent. And so you, you have uh, interest <coughs> of 8%, and then what happens to it over the course of the next three years, uh, assuming that, uh, that expenses escalate 3%. So then you look to the bottom line on that again, that if we raise a, a, an 8% increase, it, it covers costs for, for this first and second year, but even by the third year, then you're, you're running a deficit on the uh, expenses over revenues again. Um, and then, so that page then shows 8% and 10%. Next page shows 12%, 14%, just as a, as some, uh, really just some numbers to, sh to really show you where we're at and what happens over time when, when you look at a rate increase like that. So I'm looking back on page 22, just gonna, uh, 21, I'm sorry. You know, we had uh, salaries were 59, then 71, then 54, then 64. What what are we doing different now besides the normal pay increase? There's going to be something different. Yeah, the, the biggest thing is that uh, we had paid our superintendent out of electric before. So Bill, and of course Bill was paid a superintendent wage out of, out of electric. And we changed that. Why? We have more of a public, public works related person. So that's, that's why I say... It, we had paid them out of out of water up until now, and it looked like to change that to half water, half electric. We paid them out of electric up until now. The superintendent, Dean, and we paid out of water. We paid Bill out of electric, yeah. But so back in 19 and 20, 2021, 18, 19, 17, 18, 18, 19, 19, 20, 20, 21, all of them salaries were way below what were the 21, 22. Yes. So what you did is just different allocated where the wages are coming from from our personnel. Yeah, that, that's a lot. Of, that, that's the difference, yeah. So why did we change that allocation and then now it drains our water fund? Just to be representative of, of having the proper function pay for the labor. Income went up totally. That we went for taxes in town. 
right? It's two percent with 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 general fund taxes went up two percent this past year. That's it, it, but dollars. How many dollars is that? Put <coughs> in here anywhere? No. So roughly, you know how much that is? I don't think. And the reason I'm asking that question is, at some point in time, we're going to have to take some more of our general fund and put it into our water fund to increase that because of the, the employee salaries are going to continue to go up each year if they want to raise. Right? What's that? If you want to raise, you raise the It's got to go up. It does. Yeah. You know, but I don't necessarily think we need to raise our rates to cover that all the time when we're getting increased valuations in town. If the money goes into the general fund, we could slide into these other departments as well. Sure. Isn't that an option as well? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It, it just has to do with, yeah, basically how you're... I, me personally, how you're me personally, I would like to see a true average usage per household. Okay. I can give you a mathematical average sale. Well, that's, so, what we, that's what we want, a mathematical average. Because that's a true average household. If you're looking at gross gallons divided versus by, divided by users, yeah, and you have the any any commercial or industrial user on there, then too. I mean, it, we we can't separate out. Right, let me make sure that I can tell you this right, because maybe we can. So if we can come up with total total residential sales and total residential customers, I can give you an average. Well, I think that'd be useful information. Um, and I'm just saying that because these, and I don't want to, I don't want to single out a person, but you have, well, yeah, I don't want, Snowbird's not the right answer, Summerbird, I guess you'd call it, that we have, you know, we're gaining the tax revenue off of their in, off of their property taxes for stuff in town, and we should be able to benefit the rest of our departments out of all that general taxation as well, so we get that, not just the usage. Sure. Yeah. Does Mike explain that the right yeah, way? Yeah, definitely. When, when you look at that, it is allocation of expenses, maybe more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. About how you're allocating more expense to the general fund. I'd like to see that whenever we're going to talk about this again before we go for rate increases to break some of that stuff out and give us some options to what to look at. Sure. I, did, I tell you what, I did not want to go to any notion about um, what, what a structure of a rate increase might look like. You know, this is intended to ease us into this right, idea about that. where we're at with yep. the with the financial status. Yep, I appreciate that. And really that's kinda of it for now. That we'll we will bring some back and, and, and bring some different ideas on uh, on on rates but some also some different ideas about about cost allocation. So if we can continue to uh, allocate some more cost to general fund we'll look at that. You want to review the draft as long as your voice will hold in there? <laughs> <coughs> yeah, let's. Uh, this is this is just the stuff that we're going to start discussing. Yeah, more but after. I tell you what, I, I want to start on page thirty. Because that's the last page? <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. All right, we're moving along here. Let's get the tablet, Scott.
we realize that you don't feel good, so just Wait, well, that's that's I tell you what, we, we have, we're pretty tight on, on timeline here about getting a lot of stuff done before the end right. of the end of the month. We gotta keep on task and get this done. So. But yeah, I wanted to, to start with not not going through our, our plan, but I wanted to show you the things that were not included in the plan. Um, because many of these things would have been discussed last time when we did the departmental needs assessments, and, and folks had have, would have would have uh, given some good rationale about why things are needed, and oftentimes it's that, that it's not in the plan because we plan to do it quicker. Page 30, though, Dave, because I want to talk just briefly about some of these items that you will not find in this capital improvements plan. And we're just going to talk down the list here about that overhead line uh, south of Provost. We do plan to get a project together and, and get that bid out here in the next month or two. Hankey uh, Electric and Streetlights, we've we had that uh, discussion, but there's nothing uh, pending there right now, so it's not included in the plan at all. Generator for fire station or city hall still pending uh, those grant applications. That says due in spring, but we would would uh, proceed with that as soon as we could. Mini golf project I think is interesting now because I was just I really was flummoxed by the notion that that wasn't funded for that grant. I thought that was a fantastic grant application. Now we have that project. It's fifty five thousand dollar project. <laughs> which folks I know have really looked at that as being a, uh, a really important project to do. I mean, it, it seems like there are things that we got to do this spring, irregardless of whether you decide you want to do, do the whole project or not. we, we got to replace the carpet out there, and there's some concrete stuff, especially that bridge, which is not there anymore. Now, Did you guys get the bridge picked up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's moved over out of the way. Out of the way? Yes. Okay. I was wondering about that. So we, we you know we have to attend to those things. So there'll be a project to to be done in the spring. It's just a question of how big that project is. <coughs> um, rough on maintenance shop, of course. Okay, there's some concrete repairs. We would look to get a uh, a little project put together uh, to bid out again these concrete repairs, and then the handicap parking at the post office in Market Square. Uh, replacing the media that's under contract. Leak detection program is in our budget right now and we would intend to do that in the spring. Of course, the Evapco water line and the Northwest Loop, those are both under contract. Okay, the Northwest pressure system is not included in the capital improvements plan. So if you want to have that discussion about where we need to be with, with that, I mean, that's a, that would be a discussion item. It's not included in there. Um, the Omni Beacons, those have been ordered. Repairing that storm, uh, that Speaker Park storm sewer. Again, that it would be a, a spring project. Campground, whether we'd look at any can, uh, concrete pad projects. 
anything like that. It's nothing is included in there, just really because we haven't um, really looked at even the notion of, uh, of formulating a project yet. So nothing, nothing's pending, nothing's in the plan. Installed that non-freeze hydrant. We'd like to do that in the spring. There's been discussion about sometime replacing a bathhouse that could potentially be a, a, a FEMA storm shelter type of a project. Again, but, uh, nothing pending on that's not included in the plan. Nancy had pitched 50 amp for all campsites. Um, that's not in, that's not included in, in the plan then too. Um, addition to the campground office, she had pitched that idea about expanding the size of the campground office. That's not included. <coughs> Before we have we had talked uh, with previous councils about having a shade structure at the farmers market. That's not included in there. Uh, log cabin shingles. That's not included, but we've got to do something with that. We got to get something uh, attended to in that shortly. Community center is not in the capital improvements plan. It just it's in the current budget, but uh, we'll need to have that discussion about what the future, um, how we would how we would account for that in the plans for the future. Another thing that um, is not written down here, but I'll have you write it down. It's not in the plan is the digital sign. We need to more aggressively get after the repair of that digital sign, but then the council would consider whether you you would still look at doing a, uh, a replacement project of that sign, knowing that it's just, uh, just what was it, 40-some thousand dollars? 42, I wrote down 45, I think it was 42, or 39, I don't know, something like that. Then a lot of these items um, that the chief had was very thorough about his, his explanation of, and his listing of, of items to, to be done for the police department. A lot of these things then would be proposed to be done in the spring or to be done here real quickly about a rifle or in, in car cameras, body cameras. Now these are they're large, large dollar items that, um, that when we purchase those things, it would exceed their budget for the for this year. And I know we had some discussion last time. It's a very positive discussion about wanting to get after this stuff pretty quickly. So, do we still do you still have that same feeling that that you want to get after this, even if it's not not uh, not a budget that expense? We amend the budget then for it later on. And the the back page shows a few of those few hundred dollar things that the New Sesk is desk. New desk. Um, and then those, those bottom two items there that are, are not included in the plan. This is the chief's request to hire another police officer and the chief's request then to add a vehicle to the, uh, to the fleet that's not included in there. The questions or comments about those things that are not included in the plan? Back to page 24. Now, as we as we begin discussion on these items that are included in uh, in the plan, this I guess just knowing that it's only a planning document right now, it's not been equated over into the budget side of things to know that that there's money to do all of this. Okay, and these, um, 
for the most part, you know, it's we, we'll think that that uh, most of these things uh, can be done, and but I'm going to point out a few things specifically that uh, are really <coughs> issues that we would would need to uh, specifically address during budget time. So, technology upgrade. We've just we've budgeted five thousand dollars a year for technology upgrade, and uh, it could be new computers, that type of stuff, or software. Get some new council chairs. A four-year financial audit, so that amount is uh, is more than what it normally is, because it would be a full audit then instead of this this uh, agreed-upon procedures report we get every, for the other three years. Business improvement grant, we have set aside that twenty-five thousand dollars for those uh, uh, improvement grants. Um, okay, and then so here would be one replacing the community entrance signs, and. Um, I'm sure we want to have some discussion about that, about about whether that's something we want to proceed with right now. But that west sign is is cracked and broken, and and really does need need some attention. Was that due to the accident up there, or was this just uh, from was, years of? It might it might have been worse because of that, but it's it is. Should the insurance company step forward on that? Oh no, it was it was broken. It was broke before. And, and they did. They they fixed all the planting, the planter box, and everything. That they they paid for everything that we claimed. Okay. Uh, in the electric, we we fund our capital funds so that we have money to to purchase these things in the future. So that'd be thirty thousand dollars set aside. Proposed to purchase that uh, the F four fifty or or some equivalent vehicle. Okay, and then. Basket truck set aside, so we're just setting aside money then for a basket truck. This says forty thousand dollars, and if you look back at year three, year three would be a year that we would propose that we might buy it. Uh, having we would not have saved anywhere close to the amount of money that would be needed to purchase that. So we would need to figure out uh, what we would do if you wanted to follow through with the with the purchase in year three. Replacing the hydraulic back. <clears throat> okay, then a, a couple of, of large projects then for the uh, electric utility. Replacing that underground from the from the sub to the to the south, and then doing some type of a of a project on the substation with a switch. Um, so Jeff and Dean and I got together last week with uh, with the engineer from DGR. And started the initial discussions about what a project would would look like. So he will be attending the next council meeting then to to start talking with the council then about about what a project would look like. But if we look at something like that, you know, it's, it, even those two little things right there, you can then end up with the one point seven one point eight million dollars. Uh, Outlot 20, this would propose to, to have some type of expense um, for uh, electric and street lights. Yeah, that's the same number that we used last year, but the fact is we, we don't even know what the plan would be there as far as, as what type of infrastructure would be needed. So think of that dollar as kind of a placeholder about what, what might be needed uh, as we come to the future. Liquid Partners. Electric and, and street lights there too. Uh, okay, uh, fire department equipment bus. They are proceeding forward with that. Expect to hear 
stuff on that equipment bus, I think, within the next month for sure. Um, parks, again, setting aside money for capital fund, adding a, a feature for the splash pad. They do have some set-aside funds already for that. And it's like 2500 bucks that they got, but they'll look at a feature that would be somewhere around seven or $8,000. Excuse me. Aquatic herbicide, we are not going to propose to budget anything for harvester operations. Um, and that's, you know, it can very much be subject to change, and if the water conditions change and, and, and the water clears up, and we have to op operate that, then we can still operate it. I'm just not proposing to, uh, to budget any money for it. Although the DNR, this, it's this winter or spring, does have a, uh, a commercial carp fisher, uh, fishing unit lined up to come in and take out a lot of carp out of the water. And, and that could have a potential impact then on the clarity of the water. Okay, now one of these one of these big items about uh, that we certainly need to have discussion on and and uh, just see what the next steps are there about camp crescent drainage. That camp crescent drainage and, and the highway one seventy five drainage that's going to be a specific uh, discussion points for next week. Replace the lights and exhaust on, on bathhouse number one and two. And my only point there, I guess, is that maybe that might even get done earlier than, than budget time because it, it just needs to be done. If we replace that 2019 Toro with something similar, about 12,000, we look to replace that Kubota with, because uh, they want something with, with the uh, front mount sprayer and uh, and a broom or a, or a <coughs> snow blower. Anyway, that's uh, looking to be about 22. I just got a dumb question. I'll ask it a different time. Some tables for the uh, Centennial House and a TV for the south side of the of the Centennial House. And this would propose then that we would buy that washer and dryer for the camp staff. It talked about whether there would be any space in the office to do that, and there just isn't. But there is this, there's the space where the washer and dryer used to be. It's in the east bathhouse. There's a, there's the east door to the east bathhouse services from the outside. And the space would be available. We could get a, a washer and dryer there to, for staff use. For police department, we would, it would be time to purchase a vehicle and look then at per, uh, purchasing uh, computers then during this next budget year also and a new uh, a new radar for the for the ram truck spike strips okay ballistic helmets and ballistic shields those type of things i know we had some discussion when when the chief was talking about uh, <coughs> whether we just wanted to make sure that we got those purchased quickly or not but it, um, we do need to you know, plan for and budget for these things. Um, I think that uh, this would be proposed then to to be in the budget for next year. Sanitary sewer. Let's set some money aside for, for capital, uh, for the Public Works Capital Fund. Okay, top line of the next page, sewer repairs out at Hankey or Outlaw 20, Provost. 
we had quoted this out with that company about doing those, those uh, just the point fixes, and there was only like ten fixes or something like that 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 they would have have proposed to do, but it was it was $51,000 on that. Okay, what, um, the issue about wastewater treatment plant demolition. We removed that from the budget for this year. We did not set aside any additional funds for that. Um, but we need to have that discussion too about what happens with that plant. You know, we got to do something with it sometimes. It's just a question of when. What's the value of that property as is? Can't be very high. Sam, I'm glad to tell you it's a negative value if you got it. If you have to remove the stuff. We we could have that discussion, Dale. If if we want to offer that, you want to offer the the property to somebody with the with the. Um, with the stipulation that it has to be used for something. Well, they wouldn't want to purchase it without right. improving it, I would think. Just the the demolition costs, I, I think, are dramatic. I, I'm sure they're going and, to be. You know, because you see the, the stuff that's, that's above ground and just know that everything goes 20 and 30 feet into the ground then, too. Um, it's it's a it's a big undertaking. Manhole repair. There is just a, a handful of manholes that are really doing two things: either working on the top end of things so that when you drive over those manholes that have have sunk a little bit, we can we can do the rings to fix the top end. That's a pretty inexpensive fix. There's a, a few of the manholes themselves, especially old brick ones that some of the bricks are falling in and you just need to do the uh, the concrete cast on the inside. The station upgrade, we proposed $40,000 again like we have for the, for the past years. Okay, there's that, the notion there about that Highway 175 drainage and, and wanting to do something there. So again, we'll, we need to have that as a, as its own uh, discussion item about really what you'd like to see happen and, and what steps can we take to, to move forward. Okay, uh, sweeper. We proposed to set some money aside again this year. The sweeper would be proposed to be purchased in year two. So that would have it being purchased sometime around July of 24. Can we make it that long? What's that you? I, I I would rather if there's a way to get it before, because um, it's going to start nickel and diming. Uh, it's, it's been nickel and diming yes, since I've been on the even more. But, um, <laughs> How long has that been? Long time. Long time. There may be somebody that wants it now. I don't know who. Because I think we need to look at our options on that and look at it this way about the time. Can we talk about that? Look for the lease purchase plan. Yeah, if we even have to do 
Okay, a couple of things that have to happen here for this upcoming budget about our annual payment for the street patching project from last year. And then the, uh, the bridge engineering. We would look to get the engineering done this upcoming year because we'd look at the project hopefully to be in 24. Was the county going to help us? We'll get a grant for that. Didn't we get a grant for that? For the construction yeah. of the bridge, yeah. 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 Not, not yeah. Engineering. And the engineering, no. no. So were we going to work with the, I think that was your question. Yeah, we are We are working with the county yeah. on that. The, this is, 75 was the total amount of design engineering. So that is the most that it should be. But I think you were talking about working with the county engineering design Right? Yeah, whatever we have, he can't. Right? He, he was not too excited about doing the design because he, he said they don't design at all. But uh, but they, we will work with them about the notion of cost share. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So as far as a street project, this does not propose to have a street project this upcoming year. Um, we did have some proposals on crack sealing or, or seal coating and fog. Um, so there's some, some alternatives there about what we might do for some extended maintenance type of, of work if we want to look at something this year. Uh, otherwise, we really don't have uh, a lot of funds for a big street project this year. We would look to do a project every other year. So you'll see it would be listed in year two. Um, this does have outlot 20. Uh, they're again holding a cost for what the street would be. That 125000 that was, was the city's portion of, of what was proposed before. That's not the entire cost of that. Uh, intake and manhole repair, we do want to continue to uh, to do some of those repairs on those uh, uh, storm sewer intakes also. Water, of course the capital fund and then water plant maintenance. And this just general uh, would be an, an item in their, in their uh, water, water department budget for this uh, $30,000. Know that the operating costs at the, at the water plant are, are going higher and significantly higher. We need to make sure that we've uh, accounted for some of those funds. Removing the deposits from the clear well, that would bring that dive team back in to, to do that. Estimates at 7,500. Okay, then this does have some some cost in there about providing a water system to Outlot 20, or providing water system to Lakewood to Lakewood Partners. Um, again, those are the numbers that we utilized for for last year, but you know, especially on Outlot 20, we don't even have a design about what it might look like. So the the cost is really unknown. Replacing meters as needed. We want to make sure that we budget some money. We can buy a substantial amount of meters. <coughs> uh, rebuild and, and replace those fire hydrants. And continue with valve replacement on that one too. Your comments on year one of the plan. Back up to the outlaw 20 street. If okay. this deal falls through with the developers, is, can we, when we bring on a new developer, can we negotiate that part of it out of it? 
completely start all over. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're just starting with a blank slate. You're right. I mean, you're talking so about So that's why I say you, you don't even know what the use of the property would be. Then, right. You know. So, um, I want to keep that, I think, on in the front of mind that, that we would have certainly potentially have some, some cost associated with that. But you just don't know what it's going to be. Right. go to, to year two, there's just a couple things that, that I'm going to point out. We're not going to go through everything. Where it says replace the F4350 that was done in the first year that, that gets taken up. Fire department, um, we would, in year two, we propose to start replacing that bunker gear. This would have a three-year replacement then of, of all bunker gear for the fire department. Now, and then in part, it does say here and about, about about providing some additional sewer to campsites. <coughs> that would be the goal to have a, uh, to get a project together that we could do and prepare to be to be done for uh, not this spring but the following spring. <coughs> about whether that's sewer, whether that's uh, electric upgrades, whether that is change space sizes and do some concrete pads, whatever it might look like. We'd, we're really at the beginning of that project development there then too. <coughs> what else could I answer any questions then about the, the rest of it? As you get into years three, four, and five, it gets to be routine that it, as in we buy a cop car every two years. And and uh, and we'll do a street project every two years, do maintenance the other year. You know, that, that's how it's shown in the plan. But as you, of course, as you get to the farther out years, it's just much more subject to change also. This year three is so routine, we sell garbage bags on it. A couple things, you know, you talk about routine stuff. Vehicles now are lasting a lot longer. That might be something to look at every third year rotation. Like the cop car. Okay. I, I've noticed on the how many, that Durango doesn't have a lot to speak of, doesn't have a lot of miles on it. Over the truck trip, <coughs> right now we just got it but this early summer yeah. and we're taking <coughs> Yeah, that's in today's world that's not a lot of miles. The issue is they're all town miles, they're stopping going a lot of idle time on those being in town, especially the winter time when it's right. cold. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, to something to look at overall, but we could look at maybe a three year rotation. Um, or every third year, get a new one. It's just an idea. I want to make sure we have good equipment. But at some point in time, we've only got so much to work with. And any any other questions? Any any comments? Um, yeah, you know, one thing we talked about last year, something that's heavily used, is that can't press it dock. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Replacing that. Or looking at something anyway. Something that will save the boats. Well, and right. people are using it and not getting hurt. Whatever we got to look at. Does that make sense? It's used a lot. It's yep. heavily used. And it's, you know, we talk about promoting tourism and visitation and stuff. If you want to have something decent there. And, uh, so, <laughs> What's a 
standard or maybe the preferred type of dock that we would look at? Is it, is it a floating dock then? I don't know the answer to that because I would say you want somebody, somebody else's opinion besides mine on that. I do not like the floating docks. That's me. But, you know, that's something we should discuss and look at, like up at the lakes or something, you know, they're, what they use. Their, their lake's a lot deeper. You know, they probably can't use a... They use but we use one. I think they do use it. Do they? You know, that, that, that lake is totally different than our lake. Well, that's what I'm yeah. They use the pound-in post ones. Mm, right, yeah. But, more heavy than we do in our, our lake. Um, but I don't know. You know, we got to make sure we have that on-grade in between the existing ramps, ramps, um, you know, it might be something that we look at somebody engineering us a dock to wheel in that fits in there. Isn't there a hole that we hit once in a while? I've heard that. They always say there's a hole where the tires sit, and then yeah. if you're off at all, it, it tends to tilt a little bit or kick off one side. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this. I, I don't either. And find somebody to take a look at it and see what right. they like. Or, or see what the, work with somebody like Ben or Sean. Yeah, we'll work with the DNR on that. Or yeah, that's what I was going to say. So. Put the wheels in different attitudes for the graph. Yeah. So not form with the wheels button. Or, or you do some type of dock with a permanent post out there at the end, you know. I, I think there's other options, but I think it's something we need to look at, and now's the time to start talking about it before. Everything takes a while. That was one thing. What else were you talking about? We haven't got to. Oh, that's, that'd be a different kind of thing. Again, you're good at finding people. You need somebody to put that piece of rope on the rock. It has to be a cedar rope, has to have spacing or something. We can never find anybody to do it. I was thinking why we were going through that, but Rick Nelson would be the perfect guy if he'd be willing to do it. Or the other one is Jake before. Do you know about the cedar? Supposedly the cedar has to breathe. Don't you think they both, either one of them do it though? Yeah. Um, um, and, and you talk about cedar, and I look at John Quinn's house down here. That's only, I think, the third set of shingles that's been on that house since it was new. Um, and it's been, yeah. 12, 15 years since this last set's been on there. But they, 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 what they do is before they put them on, they soak them <coughs> in a tub of some sort, some sort of solution, and then they, and, and you're right, they do have to breathe right. Yeah, you, you got spacing right, and I, I've never put them on, you know, for a full roof. Right. Then he said, well, the team was going to do it, but then he passed away. Well, yeah. He knew how to do it. I, I, I wouldn't be afraid to reach out to either one of them too to see if they'd have any interest in it. It's not a large project. No. Yeah, it's a meticulous project. That they're well, we've kicked us down the road a couple of years and we need to figure yeah. it out to get that done. There should be grants for that, shouldn't there? Well, if you're going to do it in proper historic uh, preservation Man. type stuff, just when you do that, the cost just goes straight through the roof. So you need a whole guy to do it? <laughs> yeah, and, and I would be ask Chris Brotherton if he's talked to him, if he has any ideas on how to do it.
Motion for adjournment. No. Yes. Dean, how, you got a list for this next no, couple? No, I did. I forgot all about getting a list today. So. How'd you come on last month or last well, month's list? Uh, I don't have that in front of me. I can't remember what I had on there. I brought it with me. Paint office shop. We started cleaning it so we could paint it. Um, and then uh, we got two doors on down at uh, water plant, the water plant. But most of our stuff was pushing snow the last couple weeks and then fixing the yep. trucks and stuff. Yep. Holidays. And then the holidays. Well, we worked Christmas. Everybody, well, not everybody, but uh, three of us worked all four days of that weekend. So a lot of stuff got pushed off and then we had to fix the trucks again and, and stuff. What, what broke on the trucks? Well, the white one, the uh, plow broke, got a crack in it, so we had, we had to fix that. Um, and just leaks. Uh, the white truck uh, broke a cable, so we couldn't lift the box up. And so we got that fixed. And um, I know the, the white truck has that wing on it. Yes. It was never down. We had another truck following. Don't feel safe having the wing down in town. Uh, Lester was doing that one that day, and he wasn't quite sure that he just started driving that. Okay. So I know that was one of the things you talked about when Monty like that wing, so yes. we wouldn't have to have that happen. Yep. And then maintainer, are we not using that? Not if we got that white truck right now. What's the difference if the white truck without the wing or the maintainer without the wing? I'm just asking the question. As far as well, the white truck has a blade underneath. Yes. That's why you're talking to use it instead of maintainer. Yes, and, and the wing that's on the truck, the wing stuff back instead of using the maintainer. So are we working on training anybody to run the maintainer? Uh, Lester said he would. I just had a few people ask me about it. And I think the mayor has to. Mm -hmm. Snow removal is very important to But then we don't have enough, we wouldn't have enough people to run the skid loader, the backhoe, the three dump trucks. The maintainer plus the electric guys uh, doing sidewalks and stuff. How did we, like we do it before? Well, we had Larry Houser And we didn't have that third dump truck. We only had two dump trucks. Well, I didn't think he was going to be using that other dump truck. I thought he was going to be down to it's, If I can go out around the lake with the white truck and get everything done out there, the other two trucks are in town running and getting. Everything opened up in town. <coughs> and then on that, what is, I don't know what we can call that little lot with that white truck. Applicator. Oh, you mean the, the, brine. the brine thing? Yeah, we've used that. Yeah, I know. You, but you mentioned one time about getting some airbags put on, but you had to get it empty first. Well, we got to get the airbags. Lester got the numbers. He's just got to get with uh, K to order them through Amazon because they'll be cheaper than going through the parts store. One other thing before somebody makes a motion, because I never pointed this out to you, it was sitting at your at your desk tonight, but I think these things are always interesting. There's our new taxable valuation numbers for next year. Were the other ones that did good? I don't know if they're doing good or not. You know, the hell of it is, I tell you, the, the residential rollback went up 2.5%, or 2.3%. And, 
you know, and that's that's basically the the amount of, of our increase. Other than we we have increase in our TIF that too, which isn't accounted for in that. Um, the thing that really catches you off guard is everybody else had to decrease. That yeah. that is unheard of. I don't know what the deal is there. Well, it's now I would tell you there's there's a change in the way that uh, commercial property is is assessed. So for for any business, you know, it used to be that they there was a tax credit there they had to apply for, it. but now it's not a tax credit, uh, not an application process anymore. Everybody just gets it automatically. So the first hundred fifty thousand dollars of of the valuation of any commercial business is is taxed at uh, residential rate which is residential rollback on it then and then only after 150 does it go up to the 90 percent rollback for for uh, commercial so that that's a big impact then on, on what the commercial property taxes are you know i guess the the good news is we still see we see modest growth which is great dale you move to adjourn that yes second Meeting adjourned. Thank you. Your population is. I to get your second there first. Sure. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh,